0: All right, what is up and welcome back to another episode of Zen Business. Happy Monday, I hope your weekend was amazing. Today I am just getting back from three weeks of travel. I was in, let's see, Dubai first, spent a week there. Place is crazy, highly recommend, but uh, definitely could not live there. And then I went to New York City To do some other business, and then stopped in West Palm Beach, Florida, to meet with some shareholders and uh, executives from Clickstream, the company that I, um, the CEO of uh, one of their portfolio companies called HeyPal, did a nice offsite, and then went down to Miami to meet with my longtime best friend and money manager Felix, who uh, is running a crypto fund down there, and he's absolutely crushing it. So that's always an inspiring experience, but. You know I, I I guess the the reason I bring up travel is because I started to get a little bit moody after about a week and I don't know I have no shame in it I'm I guess man enough to say that uh, I was feeling grumpy um, you know even though the experience was awesome you know while we were in Dubai we got to pet baby tigers and drive Ferraris and do kind of the whole kitten caboodle of the Dubai experience. And then, you know, in Miami you get to stay with a friend who has a beautiful penthouse there. And, you know, I think anyone would, uh, glamorize this kind of travel. Um, it was all business of course, you know, we're, we guys and we like to have fun. Um, but it's not always what it seems. Um, you know, you do two, three weeks of travel and, I don't know, I guess it's just residual hesitation starts breeding at a low level because, well, I didn't realize it until, I guess, about halfway through the trip, but um, I was feeling moody. I was feeling exhausted physically and mentally and emotionally, and you know, that's not me. I'm I'm a very energetic and charismatic person, I would say, Uh, if I could make an observation of self, even though You know, I think that's really up to other people to decide, but it's kind of how I see myself. And a lot of that energy was gone. And I think energy is the key word here. I I was lacking that charismatic energy and kind of wondered to myself, I'm like, why, you know, I've still been able to mostly keep up with my work and I've had some amazing, awesome experiences. I was with my girlfriend who, you know, just makes everything a, a little bit better. And still I found myself kind of, Ping-ponging from tiredness to physical exhaustion to feeling moody, um, you know, spending my hard-earned dollars like eating out and you know not having kind of the normalcy of, of day-to-day life. And I, I guess what I really realized is that i I'm, I'm kind of a homebody. I, I really prefer to be in my routine. And then it dawned on me. I was like, whoa! I don't have a routine here. Uh, in Dubai, it was a 12-hour time difference or 11 hours, so I was in meetings and, uh, doing adventures during the day. And then I would go home and start my meetings at, uh, my, my digital meetings from my Los Angeles team at 11 at night and run until about 4am. So I was, you know, going to sleep at 4am and waking up at nine to get back on it the next day. And sleep is really what was the sacrifice during that trip. And so let's just say sleep, that, that routine is now taken from me. And then diet right all the food is obviously good when you're traveling you have the choice to eat nice meals right but of course people are eating richer meals they're having wine um, all that stuff and so now the structure of my diet has been sacrificed and you know when you're running on four hours of sleep even if you meditate I mean you can only do so much to to I guess substitute for the lack of, of rest happening And then, you know, as I started to realize these things, I realized that I hadn't been going to yoga, I hadn't been surfing, I hadn't been going to the gym, I hadn't been skateboarding at night, I hadn't been hanging out with my dog. All of these, I guess, subconscious components of my life and my regular routine were taken from me. And I guess it comes as no surprise that I got a little bit grumpy and, and eager to come home because all of the structure that makes up my life and makes me a happy, productive person and able to work you know, 12 hour days, that was taken from me. And, and then the waterfall effect was my spiritual practices were not being fulfilled upon. I, I didn't have time to do any prayer, didn't have much time to do uh, any deep, thoughtful journaling. My yoga practice, of course, was gone. And then all my physical wellness practices were gone. So it made me realize, wow, my spiritual practice really needs some attention and I need to get back in connection with source. And so that was, that was an interesting finding because I, I, I guess a lot of people probably live in a space where spiritual practice isn't the priority, but I really saw the impact of that on my life, not having my physical, mental, and spiritual health on a, a nice structured routine. So now that I'm back home, of course, you know, I went to the gym this morning, I steamed, and I, I took a nice cold shower, and I I feel great, but I was so eager to get back to my desk and get hustling and, and get back to productivity, and to restore my spiritual practice, and I I guess I find it Timely that I wanted to do a podcast on your first ayahuasca journey because this is at a time when I'm feeling spiritually deprived. I haven't gotten enough time to do my, you know, on Mondays at 8 p.m., I do prayer and yoga. I haven't been able to do that for like a month. So that comes at a cost. And I think, you know, life is made up of little moments. And if those little moments are taken away or, you know, redistributed elsewhere, and the pendulum's gonna swing the opposite way, right? Mood, healthiness, happiness, is all gonna come at a sacrifice. And now it's at a time when I'm feeling drawn back to my spiritual practices and wanting to do uh, a spiritual journey, whether that's with psilocybin or ayahuasca, and I'm sure I will do one in coming months, let's just say. But it made me reflect on my first, uh, I guess you could call it like spiritual journey, my first ayahuasca journey. And I think various people have have told me that they want to try this, but I guess just couldn't take the leap Uh, because it's a scary thing. You know, I, I read my journal entry from before I did my first ayahuasca journey. And then I read the journal entry right after. And I was definitely in a, I guess you could say it like a, an unsure, maybe slightly fearful state, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. I guess you could say, right? Like sometimes the hard topics, the hard conversations, the hard encounters are the ones that we need to do most. I think Tim Ferriss uh, is a big proponent of that. And he says, you know, a man's success in life can be, be- measured by the number of hard conversations that he has. And having those hard conversations with ourself is, is really where spirituality comes in because spirituality is the practice of actualizing, right? It's the practice of aligning your internal uh, emotions, your your heart's direction, your uh, your purpose in life, with how you deliver that in day to day life, right? So this is like the alignment of internal and external. And there's a lot of important people in my life who I have these kind of conversations with, and they say, "Look, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to to look inside. I'm not ready to open the hood and and dig in." And honestly, I can't blame them, right? Like I've had spiritual journeys, or you know, let's just say psilocybin journeys where I saw stuff I didn't wanna see and I was honestly traumatized from it and stopped my practice for a long time because of it. So I completely understand why people wouldn't wanna take on this practice or maybe do it in like, you know, small doses. But the bottom line is that the more honest we can be with ourselves, the better life will bless us, right? The more in alignment that we are living, the more that our manifestations will come true, right? So things that we are manifesting in our life, fulfill when we are in alignment. Um, if you're not in alignment, you essentially miss those messages and signals and they come the next time that you are in alignment. That's when you might actually notice them. So to those who are scared of, let's say, doing an ayahuasca journey or a psilocybin journey, um, I urge you to to open your mind to it. Um, now, this is a spiritual practice, of course, right? It's about connecting with source, with God, with the universal energy, however you however you call it, how, whatever you worship or don't worship. And every time we can get in connection with source, we are going to be blessed in life, the long and short of it. I've, I've experienced some amazing blessings in my life and I can attribute those all to me being ready for them when they come. So ayahuasca is, many of you know is a it's a plant medicine. Uh, I think it originated in the South American regions like Peru and surrounding areas, uh, Amazonian practice by natives. It's been used for thousands of years uh, for people to connect with stores. And I know it's not considered legal in a lot of areas and uh, that's a separate discussion and stuff we're not going to really go into today. But um, that doesn't mean that it's not productive, right? Like I think alcohol and cigarettes are a lot more destructive to a lot more people than than ayahuasca. In fact, I don't know that I've ever heard of somebody dying of ayahuasca. I don't know if that's even possible. And don't quote me on it, I'm not a doctor, but anyway, this practice is it's a way of opening up yourself, your heart, your soul at a whole new level. And the outcomes could, you know, come out in your social encounters your daily life your work your personal fulfillment so it's it's more than just a, a biohacking tool if you will I think that it can be used as a biohacking tool just to improve your performance and mindset and things like that but it's it's more than that right it's about becoming fulfilled with your life and understanding your purpose and your your true intent and, and what you're doing and making sure that you're aligned like are, am I doing what I actually want to be doing So I'm gonna start by reading a journal entry from my ayahuasca journey, uh, my first one, and then we'll go into some discussion. So this is from October of 2018. And it starts off, it's Sunday night. I can smell the Palo Santos in the air of my quiet room. On Friday night, I had my first ayahuasca ceremony with the blank team. It's a group of people uh, that I used to do business with. I have so many memories and experiences from the six to seven hours of tripping that I am intimidated to even write them all out. It's a lot. First of all, it was an absolutely awesome fucking time. We did some meditations, met with the the group, and then drank the medicine and laid back. We basically were laying on air mattresses in a living room of a nice house. And that's essentially how you do it. You, you drink the tea and then you, you lay back and you just wait for the action. So after about an hour, I went in for more. So I actually did two shots of DMT, two shots of ayahuasca. I slept for about an hour and then I woke up. Here I was, it had begun to happen. Then boom, I was in deep, full fucking throttle. My body was kind of shifting around. My, vis- my vision began changing right before me. Beautiful mutations of physical objects unfurled before my eyes. Oh, and I also set an intention to stop doubting myself and others, to forgive myself for what I've done wrong and to look forward with no baggage. Uh, Sidebar, before any kind of spiritual journey, generally you set an intention um, or you don't. I mean, you can leave it open-ended. In this case, I did set an intention and oftentimes the experience will be curated around that intention. So back to the journal. So the lamp on the ceiling became representative of the moon. As the music and jungle sounds played, they bent the energy in the air, causing shapes of the lights to change in shadows. The ceiling light represented the moon, the feminine, the space around it, the night sky. and moved smoothly and beautifully, with notes from my ex-girlfriend woven in to as quiet whispers. I knew that she was in the room with me, but she didn't. I told her I was having an early night and then a meditation class in the morning. So I, sidebar, I actually didn't tell my girlfriend at the time that I was doing this because I didn't think she would support it. So I did this behind her back, essentially. For eight hours, I journeyed into the depths of my own souls. She felt it, though, as I might have expected. There's no doubt in my mind that human spirits can communicate without any physical or verbal contact. She knew something. Thankfully, she just didn't know what. As the jungle sounds played for the first few hours, I saw beautiful jungle shapes of shadows and leaves swaying above me. So fascinating, I couldn't even help but smile. My assistant, who I was doing a journey with, he looked over at me and saw me. He just chuckled. We were both flying through space, each on our own space shuttle. I love the jungle sounds and the feelings so much. It felt so real. I was very happy and benevolent. When I closed my eyes, geometric patterns would appear, beautiful ones, layered up in my third eye's consciousness. It was so cool, like watching a graphic designer work, moving in and out of shapes, transforming before me. Mostly gray on a black background, All my third eye visions are in gray or yellow with a black background. Next, I got personal visits from everyone who meant anything to me, except my brother, which was weird. I feel like his soul is oppressed right now, but here's who visited me that I recall two days later. So I wrote this journal entry two days after. Um, Honestly, I I remember when I did it, I was too exhausted to, to write a proper journal entry after. So I did it like a day or two later. Oh, and one quick note. The overall theme of everything was precise and instant understanding and empathy. I was like, oh, they must have been hurting. So now I see their perspective and I could care more intimately for their well being. No matter who it was, I felt understanding and empathy. Anything I could think up, I was gifted with an answer. Sidebar. So this is like the main thing that I noticed during that ayahuasca journey. I was channeling this outside energy. And so any questions I asked, this energy would produce messages and give me instant answers. So I remember when I was doing it, I basically would think of any question like, "Is this client deal gonna close?" And I would get an answer, yes or no. Did so and so do that? Yes or no. Is uh, you know my family X, Y, and Z? Yes or no. Answers. So it was very, very clear. So I just started like rattling off different questions in my mind and just getting answer after answer after answer. It was really fascinating. Okay, back to the story. So my first ex-girlfriend, not the one that I was dating at the time, but the one prior. She was first. She knelt next to me, head down, hair covering her face. Her soul cried before me. It was very, very sad. I wished her well and told her that I still cared for her. She said I hurt her many times, not just at the breakup. I made her feel not sexy. I made her feel desperate and sad, out of alignment. I apologized, wished her well, and she left. I emailed her to let her know I had let go of negative thoughts and wished her well, no response. Next was my sister. My sister was hurt because I had judged her for doing an acid trip, which I clearly didn't understand because I was doing one myself at the time. DMT is the same active ingredient in ayahuasca as well as acid. She said it was okay, but I know she was not okay with it. So today I texted her and apologized. She said she felt something Friday night slash Saturday morning. I knew she had felt the energetic flow and the spiritual conversation. She said she was uh, hurting a lot at home. She felt trapped and unhappy. She asked me to visit soon. I was in the living room of my parents' house, sitting next to her. Next, I saw my mom. And she said I didn't visit home enough. But she understands, and she won't ever force me to come home. But I felt horrible because she finally told me how she really felt, and honestly, I felt like a disappointment. It was a short convo. She basically said, you already know what you want. You want to give your family more time, but you're not doing it currently. She walked out of the room in a positive way. And then my girlfriend that I was dating at the time, I tried to think about her, but she was kind of trying to avoid me during this time. She sat behind me spiritually, uh, rubbed my back and said she would be here for me. She talked to me a few times, but mostly didn't want to talk while I was tripping. I asked her if things were meant to be. She said, yes, but you need to chill a little. This is a long-term thing, not a short-term thing. I thanked her and we moved along. She was my partner and guide for this experience. After my in-person conversations were done, I began enjoying the visual adventures again. I don't remember a whole lot after those, but they're definitely the most important lessons. All this came as natural truths of my own. Although I could see my energy floating around the room and feel it all over my body and in my head space, I knew these were my truest truths. I had a spiritual guide to help me, but it was my own insight on them. I finally closed out my experience by drifting into sleep. All right, so I'm gonna um, pause right there. Um, so that's kind of like the the snapshot of, of my experience. Um, you know, obviously it was you know a few hours long, so that's not the whole story. But the the main takeaway from from this experience was that I, as I was looking to let go of hesitations, baggage, uh, demons, etc. The spiritual guides took me to interact with everybody who I had unfinished business with. So I sat down spiritually. I mean, it, it, it was as real as you can possibly imagine. I was sitting across from these people. It was like in a dream format, you know, you see in your third eye or in your the theater of the mind, but it's it's as real as the, the regular human experience. Um, so I sat down with all of these people who I had unfinished business with and I talked through it with them, right? like my mom's frustrations with me not visiting home more, my little sister's frustrations with feeling judged, my exes who I left on a bad note with, other people in my life. And I sat down and I had these spiritual conversations with them and I don't think that they would have noticed or realized because they're not in that like deep state of meditation like I was but I think their spirits were actually genuinely talking to me. So I I had these interactions with people and I asked them all of the important questions and then I got instant answers to them. So I went through all of these people who were important to me and I, I was able to close the door and say, okay, I've got the answers I need. Uh, We can put this behind us now. And I think, you know, a lot of us carry experiences, let's just say baggage or traumas or whatever from, the things that happened throughout our life—either times that we got hurt, or times that we've hurt somebody else—and the, the great part was that I got resolution on all of those. So all of the people who I maybe had hesitations with, or frustrations, or whatever, I was able to resolve them and move on. It's really that simple, and so it was a very freeing experience because I went from, you know, I guess feeling guilty about, let's say, the way that I parted with a certain ex-girlfriend or something like that and i was finally able to close those chapters now every everybody's journey on ayahuasca is different right like mine had all these different phases to it it started with the spiritual conversations but then it went to kind of a more like dream state where i was seeing a lot of visuals and seeing the design of and the and the the patterns and the the blueprints of the universe right like so seeing how stuff is woven together i could see the the life and the animation and the the vibration of different what seems like inanimate objects. I could see all of that. And the one thing about any spiritual journey is that it meets you where you're at. So you might have a completely different experience, right? Like it might not be spiritual conversation to people who you have unfinished business with. It could be like, I recall another spiritual journey where I saw what was basically like uh, looked like an IMAX theater and there were like almost like biblical stories where one of them I saw uh, a huge like pirate looking ship and all of these people on it. And then there was all of these lessons within. Right. So like the people on the ship were the souls of the universe and there were people falling off because they had been deprived of spiritual fulfillment and love. And, and they were basically descending and, and evaporating. Um, so the experience really varies from person to person. But the the important thing is that I guess you don't think too much. I know it's a little weird to say, but like, you don't want to like overanalyze this stuff. You just kind of want to let it happen. You just take your hands off the wheel and, and you let it cruise and the spiritual guides will take you through this exciting and uh, meaningful journey, telling you all these answers to questions that you've had. So if it's like, am I working on the right company or am I working at the right company? Am I, you know, with the right person in my life? Um, You know, was I wrong or right in this particular situation? You get answers to all of those. And I'm talking about instantaneous, clear, fact-based answers, because you're not Yes, you're looking within but you also have these spiritual guides who are showing you insights from the universe so basically it's like uh it's almost like a database where a computer is accessing information um, i actually saw the visual of it was like the shape of the universe or the the earth and there was a, a gold glow around it and then i could zoom in and see what this glow was made up of and it was a bunch of enlightened spirits. And the enlightened spirits were basically like ether that were connected together or, you know, chunks of light that were connecting together to make up this circle around the earth. And these, when I would ask these spirits questions, they would basically, instantly transport to another place and then bring back that answer. So it was like they were going into the databases of the universe and collecting information for me. So again, any, any kind of question I could come up with any answer that I wanted, I was able to source the, the insights from the spiritual guides um in another journey that I did I remember I met my uh, my spirit guides there's 12 of them and they were basically like sitting in a circular format and they were my protectors right and they were explaining we're here to protect you we're here to guide you we're going to give you information and insight on how to proceed forward and I guess that was just really uh, a confident experience because like you now know that you're, you're covered by the universe, the universe is looking out for you, you have guides who are assigned to you to take care of you and they will go get you the information that you need to thrive in this life, to live in alignment, to really gain fulfillment out of life. But the bottom line is you have to take time, you have to create moments where you actually stop and go quiet enough to where you can actually listen to them. Now, I would recommend that people do this on like a quarterly or a biannual basis, maybe like twice a year. Because you need that check-in every now and then to make sure you're on the right track, right? You need to check in with yourself and make sure you're aligned with what you genuinely want to be doing. But the, the only way you can do that is by slowing down to a stop and just listening. And that much silence, that much introspection is is very scary for people. I know somebody who has a lot of issues and frustrations with their mother and she's not ready to address those. So like if she were to do the ayahuasca journey, she would probably get flooded with information and insights around the dynamic between her and her mother. But the problem is, is that's scary. And honestly, it can be crushing, right? Like if you hear a piece of information that about yourself or about somebody else that completely changes your perspective on life that can be really crushing because you might leave that experience and not be ready to deal with it yet so you're really drinking from a fire hose when you do these spiritual journeys and so you have to be ready and willing to integrate your findings or at least accept those findings before you do the journey because if you do that and you get fed with a fire hose all of these big scary topics that you've been pushing off addressing, you're gonna get served with them in a full throttle way. So, you know, I guess I just urge a little caution. Um, Obviously I did this with the shaman, you know, you should do the, the proper experience. We fasted before it for, days. We did no caffeine. It was basically just water, um, the day before, but leading up to that, we did like a week of only like fruit and nuts and that enhances the experience. So you really want to do it in a proper way with the, with a real legitimate shaman, uh, not something you just want to like wing it and like see what happens. Because if you don't have somebody to guide you along the way, you can get stuck in some dark, deep pits. Now, these pits, you know, like, just like anything else, like if you're if you're getting insights from the universe and you're, you're deep in a, a spiritual trip or journey, your emotions can still come into play, right? So they might amplify some information that you get. You know, you might find out that, let's say that like, uh, you broke someone's heart who you really care about. That message might get amplified 10X by your emotions that's why it's really important to like let go and try to not have any emotional attachment to the information that you're seeing and hearing, because your emotions can take a take a hold of things and amplify stuff out of proportion. So that's that's honestly a really scary thing. So I that's why I urge caution and doing it with a professional facilitator and not just kind of doing it off cuff. And assuming that you do the proper pre-work and you you set yourself up for success, you will not walk out of that experience traumatized. In fact, you'll walk out enlightened and feeling much better. Um, I I can definitely say, you know, the the term enlightenment stuck with me after because I I deconstructed the word after that experience and I looked at like, we are enlightening, so we are bringing light to ourself, but also we are lightening our load, right? So you're, you're enlightening, you're essentially augmenting the lightening of your own load. So you you're carrying a lot less load once you see these things, acknowledge them and then let them go. But again, you have to be willing to be that mindful about it. You have to be willing to acknowledge these things and not take it personally, not get emotional about it, just see it for what it is. This is the message that the universe sent me and I'm not gonna be upset or go into a dark place trying to analyze the hell out of this, just seeing it, accepting it and, and either taking action on it or not. But, if you can be in that state, you can literally have the keys to any kind of insights that you want in the world, right? In this case, like I wanted to see where I stood with my mom. So I had a conversation with her and, and I got her honest truth. She, she thinks I don't visit home enough and she's getting older and I'm very conscious of that. But hearing it from the spirit guides, hearing it from her was, was a whole different experience. Because remember, when you're in this journey, it is real life, right? Like there's no denying that this is real when you're there now people can argue me on that it's fine but this is how i experienced it and i think that's the the basis of its popularity is that it's undeniable You, you know when you're when you're there it's it's very clear that this is coming from the source this is accurate information and i think the hard part is just removing yourself as a as a variable here so like not having an emotional attachment or getting you know up in arms emotionally about something that you hear because If you can do that, if you can look at this stuff logically and take time to process it before you take action on it, that was another really important thing, not trying to take action on the stuff the next day. Um, Of course, journaling and and writing down what you saw and heard, but giving yourself time to process it, like giving your body and your mind and your spirit some time to, I guess, run its cycles and, and clean up whatever downloads you got. Because again, there will be emotions attached to some of these things. There are a lot of sensitive topics. And then, you know, I think one other component that I just wanna hammer home is that like, whether you're doing psilocybin or ayahuasca, the main thing that you'll see is that you recognize beauty in everything, right? Like you'll see a plant and you'll see the life in the plant. You'll see the vibration of it. You'll see the, the animation and the spirit living within the plant and you'll connect with that. It's almost like there's a, a, a wire you know, going from you down into the ground and back up into the plant. So you you connect with things at a whole different level and you recognize beauty and you appreciate beauty in a completely different way, which is why a lot of people like don't want to kill a bee after they do an ayahuasca journey because they realize that they're connected to that bee. That bee is them, The, the same spirit, the same universal energy that powers me also powers that bee. So by killing that bee you're inherently, you know, harming a little piece of yourself. But that's, that's part of where the the visual component of the journey is so interesting because you're seeing all the beauty of the universe, all these geometric shapes and how the the net and the the webbing of the universe is all formed and connected together. And it becomes a really grateful experience. You just see how amazing life is and how beautiful uh, our spirits and, and the world really are. So, you know, for... for my first ayahuasca journey, I left feeling excited, positive and benevolent. It was like this, it's like you saw the most beautiful painting ever, right? And you appreciated it at a level that you never could have before. Uh, You know, I'm talking about amplified like 10X or 100X. So, you know, as you consider doing a journey like this, first of all, you know, you gotta do your pre-work, you gotta research it and really understand, you know, what's drawing you to doing a journey and then you got to like actually do it properly you know have a have a proper shaman do your fasting set up a safe space do it with people that either strangers or people that you're extremely trust uh, trustworthy with and you know wherever you want to go with the journey is up to you and and sometimes you know mother ayahuasca takes you on her own journey she she guides the way uh, and you have to be ready for that too but the bottom line is that you will get answers to questions that you've been asking all your life you might be 30 years old and and finally get the resolution to something that happened when you were five years old. Or you might ask questions about the future. You might look and say like, where am I gonna end up in this relationship? Where am I gonna end up in this job or this business? And those answers all become very, very clear. So when you're thinking about doing your journey, like. This can improve your, your happiness, it can improve your self-actualization, it can pr- improve your relationships, because it's all rooted in a basis of honesty. It's about becoming honest with yourself. The universe is gonna feed you insights and these are gonna be your true truths and it's up to you whether to believe them or not. Uh, but what it does is it creates extreme alignment between who you are, who you wanna be, and who you were. And, and when all of those are in lockstep, that is where you thrive. And if you've listened to any past episodes here on Zen Business, you'll know that everything I study and we study uh, in the the world of spirituality and and personal development is to create better alignment between our deeper intentions and our outer self and our outer life. So this is just like a next level tool for that. You know, it, it feels a lot like meditation and journaling and yoga, but, you know, on steroids, it's at a whole new level. Um, so if you want to unlock uh, amazing potential in yourself and potentially, you know, experience enlightenment or whatever else comes from that, uh, I encourage it. Right? Um, I can't give you the the place to go for any of this. this is stuff. You'll have to find on your own. But what I can say is, I've have I've done two ayahuasca journeys and probably five psilocybin journeys, and they're honestly pretty similar experiences. My life has unfolded and become so frictionless since I started doing this, that there's no denying in my mind that this has in a huge compound way impacted my life for the better. So uh, I hope this has given you a little insight into what's possible. And uh, I hope that if you do do a journey, it, it unlocks a side of yourself that you never you never knew was possible. Um, and you know, for me, I, I got to see what I was really capable of and that I was a chosen one. So, with that, if you guys did like this episode, um, I can go deeper next time. Uh, it's obviously a sensitive topic; it's a little hard to to talk about. But I hope, if if nothing else, you guys just got to see uh, inside the, the the experience, and hopefully one day uh, you can experience something like this to unlock the potential in your own life. All right, if you enjoyed the episode, please do share put it on your story, link back to my profile, whatever you got to do to share it with somebody else. I message it, whatever, if this has been helpful. And um, if you ever have a topic that you want to hear about, uh, feel free to DM me on Instagram and ask at it's Maxim. All right, have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.